Welcome back to another episode of Karate 360 Podcast. We got all the greatest and latest karate news. I'm one of your hosts, Kalen Angloss. Richard Mazzo. And you guys stay tuned for another action-packed episode of the Karate 360 Podcast. Richard, take us away. Karate 360, let's start the show. You will kick high and I will speak low. From local to global, it's a thing that we love. Karate! Sanokumaru. Nice, we are back. And I don't know if you noticed this. What's that? But this... It's episode 100. (laughs) 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 We have to celebrate. I know. I was thinking, you know, obviously. This is our new digs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you're watching this on YouTube, obviously, it's not the usual, but we're squeezing this one in a little bit earlier than we usually would have. 100. Maybe next week we'll get, we'll. Does that mean we're in syndication? Like they just play us over and over again? I think so. I think that's how it works. Yeah. I think we're on uh, cable network television, actually. So we get our syndicated checks every week. That's right. Perfect. Just the way way we wrote it up. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) What's going on, Richard Mazda? How was your week? Week's been busy. We had the provincial championships. Boom. Yeah, we did. How did everything go over Everything there? was great. We had 10 athletes go over. Some people the first time. Some people, a lot of people moving up divisions. Sure. Got three gold medals, Boom. which was great. Nice. Um, actually, I think Czech TV is coming in on the weekend okay. to interview the brother and sister duo gold medal winning team. Oh, damn. Owen and Faith, congratulations. Yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah, everything, it was great. It's also very nice to be the coach. Sure. Awesome, yeah, yeah. A little bit organize the event. Yeah, a little bit uh, different. A little bit different being the coach yes. in the chair than yes. than being the one running the running the tournament for much, sure. Much, much uh, more enjoy on mm. the coaching side. It, of course, somebody has to set up the events, and of course, you're also very good at it. So Thank we like to have you do <laughs> it. But, uh, yeah, no, I totally get that. Sitting in the chair is yeah. just the way to go. So it was great. Lots of people, lots of depth. You know, where people. If, uh, not just our club, but other clubs where they they're used to being in small tournaments and getting all the golds and going there and sure. maybe just getting a point, right? You know, and the depth was a lot deeper. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then everything that goes along with a with a, a big provincial championships. Yeah, so, yeah, it's good. Uh, you got to go see some charity boxing, some boxing events. Yeah, so uh, amateur charity boxing events, fight for the cause in Victoria, BC, put on by Studio Four Athletics. Uh, so it's like a red carpet event. You, you you walk in. There's literally a red carpet. Wow! You, it's in the convention center at yep. the at the Empress here in Victoria, which is obviously a pretty prestigious room. It's a ten thousand square foot room, by the way. I checked it out. There you <laughs> go <laughs> <laughs> for events. Yeah. Uh, it's and it was a really really well put on event. Everybody was in their best dressed black ties and all that. Awesome. I had my three piece suit on. It was, it was a classy, classy event. The, they fed you, the food was great tables right by ringside. It was awesome. In terms of the actual fights, there was 14 fights. And the yeah. idea is that the people that are in it don't have previous experience. Yeah, this is like in they boxing. train for, they train for eight, eight weeks, weeks, eight weeks prior. And, and then they match That's them up. That's a short training period. Yes. And it showed, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. but the good thing is, well, I don't know if it's a good thing, but a lot of people really wanted to put on a show. Yes. So they just went in there with their hands down and just swinging for the fences. Yes. So a lot of, a lot of referees stopping it at, uh, you know, pretty, pretty quick after yes. it got started. They didn't let get things get too out of hand, but there was definitely some good knocks. There were some wow. people getting their faces mashed in pretty good. Um, but yeah, not a lot of technique, not a lot of, 
footwork, all that kind of stuff. There was there was maybe one guy that stood out that that actually had that, but other than that, they were just amateur events. But that's that's kind of what you expected, something like that. They put on a great event. They raised, I think, thirty five or forty thousand wow, dollars, like a just lot. crazy. Some of the some of the auctions that they had, silent auctions they had, were like trip to antarctica for thirty five thousand dollars i don't know if anybody bid on it but there was a trip to the emmys in new york i think or something like that there it's just a range of things in the in the auction that that uh, they could have given out so a really great event put on by them uh and classy this is like their fourth or fifth year right i think it's their i think it's more than that i think it's their seventh i think they said yeah so they've been doing it every year it keeps getting bigger bigger you know they were kind of toying that uh after this one they're gonna have to have it in the in the Save On Foods Memorial Center, the big stadium in Victoria. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if it's quite that big, but there was a lot of people there, That's for awesome. sure. There was That's a lot of people awesome. there. So it was a really good event, good time, good fights, and and yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, it's for a good cause and for martial arts. and For sure. Whoa, we, we lost our lights. <laughs> we have to, this is a sensor control. Ah, there we go. There so we go. You have to swing it, swing your arms or lights, do something. Lights went off. We were well, staying too still. Yeah, staying too still. Um, Right on. Well, I know you're going to dive. I have to go teach karate here, actually. you got to go teach karate here pretty In soon. In a few minutes. All right. So, I, uh, still got, I still got six minutes. Yeah, so let's do it. So let's get in maybe to a little bit. Well, do you want to? Do you have anything to add for like a technical tactical before we go? Before sure, you, you take sure. Off? Let me yeah. give you some reflections on the weekend. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Okay, so for kata on the weekend, kata did really well. People looked really rehearsed. Good, good. Okay. So lots of practice. Lots of practice. Up. People who did not do really well did not look rehearsed so you could tell you could tell um and there was more of an effort made by the officials to uh we let like award people with higher scores you know let them win rounds who were doing lower level fundamental cuts as well okay compared to doing higher level katas poorly well that's good because a lot of people especially sometimes in the younger groups you see them want to do those more advanced katas but yes. maybe they shouldn't be yeah so it's good to see that they're they're focusing more on the technical of it for it sure it's also interesting to see people do not actually pretty good higher level katas from but people maybe referees who don't know that style sure score it low okay not knowing the fundamental movements mm. so that was also interesting because so i think some people go to to provincials they might only referee like two or three times a year they okay. might not actually study other style yeah. um you know, even sometimes with like throwing a kick some kicks were so fast that sometimes referees couldn't really see it because we weren't mm. used to some of the speed you know or some of the techniques um but w- what was really good is that there was very few actually i almost saw no injuries that's good. Right? That's always good. So a lot of control. I think some people did go to the hospital afterwards, like for concussion or something, but now, almost nothing. The elite divisions on Sunday, those were the um, those were for the BC team guys, Basically right? Basically people trying out for a team. Yeah. yeah. So how did how did they look compared to the recreational guys? Are they Definitely looking? a difference. Sure. There's a big difference. Um, and the depth, you know, uh, is all over the place. Yeah, of course. You know, um, I think the difference between like a first place, second place... And a third place was a really big gap. Okay. Right? Uh, saw some people who were better in previous years go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the people who were really, really good just weren't there because they were at the um, North American Cup, which is a qualifier for the Pan Am Games next year. Right. And um, and that's going on uh, right now, I think. Or actually, just finished, I think, down finished. in Mexico. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's on the WF calendar because it's the PKF tournament. Yeah, I didn't see it. Uh, but it should be on sport data. North um, 
So things that in the elite division that people really liked, like the, the referees were scoring well, was um, a very definitive uh, score with a definitive retraction. Okay, so pulling back. That's pulling what we were focusing a lot on in, in the sports karate classes, exactly. making sure you not only get in, but you also you gotta gotta get, get back. that out. Sometimes referees couldn't even see a good retraction because mm. it was really quick. Sure. Um, and then um, I think the other thing that I noticed is especially people who moved up a division, they weren't used to the pressure. Okay. So someone would go mm. in, they would step out. Right. So there was a lot of people stepping out who weren't used to feeling the pressure of someone who's a lot more aggressive or okay. tactical. Sure. So the, the ability to fight by moving forward. That's just experience. That's just coming down to experience. I think it's experience. And I also think it is how you practice in the club. Because mm. there were some people with black belts who were still stepping out. And I thought that's really how you train, not just like, three or four second drills, but like 15 second drills sure. or 30 second yeah, drills. Yeah. Like, you know, how to deal with that type of, uh, of pressure. Um, so, you know, for sure, if anybody's training in the club, they have to, especially if they're doing committee drills, they have to get out of the one or two second drill, drop the hands, take a mental break. Yes. They have to stay in a drill sequence lasts much longer so they can deal with that pressure. Yeah. Because, you know? that's pretty often something that we see is go, 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 and then hands go down. Exactly. You don't even finish the technique. And then you do that in the tournament. I mean, you're going to get tagged, right? Yes. Especially if you don't score. And then what are you going to do? And a lot of people, they just, they just need to punch. Yeah. They just need to like, oh, there's a target. I just, they just need to stretch their arms out and hit it. Sure, sure. You know? Um, so that was, yeah, that was interesting. Um, yeah. The, 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 the quality was all over the place you know just like any provincials so um but still the depth probably the in terms of like the the, the strongest people in the province they're definitely there sure unless they were away with the national teams so. and the numbers are obviously there too because this is you know the most ever we've had oh lights, lights again <laughs> the most we've ever had um huge PC for the pc team, team right team, so huge yeah team. um yep and the first time that you know now they're all getting ready for you know, seniors and junior national split. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like next year, I think we should have junior selections become or all the selection stuff be separate from provincials. So that provincials just becomes a big event. But because nationals for the juniors is now moved, before we tried to get the selection for juniors to be within like, you know, 12 weeks or eight weeks right. now we're like six months sure sure so and then by the time they register in november so it's a long process yeah and yeah. that's only you know happened to us when they finally secured they nationals decided to split it after we had already set our system up right right yeah. right but uh still exciting still exciting lots of lots of fun stuff lots of um you know fun little moments and um there was so many people in the club we'll see a, a big boost of kids Next year and the, and the year after is going to be huge. Yeah, and for a lot of these the, the, the kids, especially in our club, this was like the premier event for them, right? Yeah, like exactly. This is what they. This is kind of what they've been training for and going for. So yes, yeah, for the spring. Yeah, so it's oh, sorry for the whole fall season. Yeah. Yep. So it's good to see a good a good uh, good amount of people that go out there and everybody perform well. Absolutely, and I want to leave you on that high note. <laughs> I have to go. You got to go teach karate. I got to teach karate as if you're head instructor or something but like that. But you will. I'm gonna go over uh, the the PKF. Uh, well, I'm trying to see here what their schedule is. But I want to go over if we can those continental championships, and I also want to talk a little bit about a training tip as well here. So awesome. you know what, Richard Mazzo, you go train, you go teach uh, the karate, the karate, and I will 
look after this. Awesome. All right. Well, 100th uh, episode. In your hands. In your hands. All right. Here we go. All right. So uh, this, as Richard was saying, it seems like this past weekend was the PKF. Uh, I just want to see if I can try and find the results from here. Uh, upcoming tournaments for the for the WKF calendar in December we have seventh uh, to ninth. That's happening right now. Actually, is the Shanghai Series A. A lot of the Team Canada guys went there, and then what? Next weekend is the Youth League in Italy as well. K1 Youth League is going to be going there, and and uh, yeah, so just a, a big event. No, I'm trying to see. Let's just hold on one second. So, yeah, the uh, event in Shanghai happening uh, right now. The last one in the K1 calendar for 2018. 2019, of course, event uh, happening has already been released. The PKF also announced some of their 2019 events. So you can take a look at the uh, PKF or the WKF schedules to take a look at that. But what I want to talk about here, since uh, we're all by myself and now Richard's not here and all that kind of stuff. Hold on, we lost some lights here. All right, here it is. So the WKF MVPs are as follows in the Kata event. So Kata, obviously, Japan has dominated the Kata world. And because of that, both MVPs in the Kata are from Japan. Of course, you know, not a whole lot of surprise here on this one. But the male Kata WKF MVP is Japan's Ryo Kiyuna, who again became a world champion for the third consecutive year. So three years in a row, Ryo Kiyuna has been champion. Uh, you know, he he was pretty flawless throughout the the WKF World Championships on en route to becoming champion. The other MVP in the Kata division, also from Japan, again, not a big surprise here, is Kyo Shimizu. Uh, two world titles she has now, winning this past year, or this uh, past championships just a couple weeks ago. And again, throughout the whole entire competition, just kind of overpowering the entire competition. And and uh, Kyo Shimizu really cementing herself as an Olympic gold medal hopeful in the Kata division. So congratulations to both Kata uh, from Japan athletes who are now MVPs. In the Kumite, there was two athletes who, who were recognized for MVP. One was Poland's Dorota Banasek, uh, who's been one of the biggest stars in WKF probably this this year in terms of their performance and especially at the championships. Uh, 21 years old, placed 28th position in WKF world ranking. So placed 28th in the world rankings, could not uh, attend the award center, but he beat all the odds and defeated Jana Beach of Germany to become the new world champion. So the MVP of the years is Poland's Dorada Banajek. Again, she was 28th position in the WKF, came all the way through to win the world championships. Huge, huge, huge congratulations to her, Jana, for uh, becoming the WKF MVP. Also, Steven DaCosta was declared the MVP in male Kumite. Uh, you know, he, he scored a lot of points at the WKF championships and also 21 years old so young uh, contingents here becoming the MVPs but he won the the world title 
defeating Vinicius Figura of Brazil 6-5 in the finals of the male kata. So he was uh, crowned MVP as well. So world champions and MVPs for those ones. In the para divisions, uh, there's Deborah Nice of Brazil and Abdelaziz Abdulnga of Egypt. And hopefully I got those names right. But those two were the MVPs of the para karate division as well. For uh, Yeah, that's for the para karate divisions. Uh, let me just see here. So Abdelaziz from Egypt was a, a wheelchair competitor and won gold medal at the WKF World Championship. So congratulations to him for becoming MVP. So that's one thing that I definitely wanted to touch on for this year. And also something else that's come out that uh, that we know is the WKF World Championships were record-breaking obviously as this being a uh, world championship year the last one before the Olympics we knew this one was going to be big and again it, it, it really really set some pretty crazy numbers uh, for the WKF in terms of what they were able to do there was a athletes from 27 countries, four continents, all of which who took medals. So 27 countries, four continents took home medals in the competition. So that, I mean, just really, while Japan has dominated a lot in the top of the medal count, showing here that athletes also from across the world have been able to help. Um, let's see. Let's see what else we have here. Uh, so if you go actually to the WKF website, they have the top 10 events or top 10 things from the from the 2018 World Championship. So go go check that out. But it talks a little bit about the MVPs and all that kind of stuff. But just a big, huge event that uh, you know was a landmark one really for for karate. It's going to be interesting to see what happens from the WKF. You know these championships to the Olympics. Of course, we have the new rules that are coming in in 2019. We talked a little bit about that a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. But you know, really looking at how the the karate competition is going to change as we get into the Olympics 2019 through 2019 into 2020 and into the Olympics. It's going to be an interesting story that's going to develop and that we'll keep our eye on here as we go go along for the Karate 360 podcast and that kind of stuff. So stay tuned with us and we'll, we'll talk about all that uh, from here. Again, upcoming event. Well, I'll talk about the upcoming events actually near the end here. What I want to do now, after we've given you some news, is I want to talk a little bit about karate training. We can't unfortunately do the karate quiz without Richard Sensei here, but he's again teaching. If you're just tuning in, Richard Sensei is teaching one of the one of the classes right now, so he can't come in. But what I'm going to give you is my karate training tip of the week. And this is something that has come up for a lot of athletes who have asked me questions. It's, it's involved around recovery from not only training, but also from competition. And, you know, maybe what's the best practice to uh, recover and, and really perform your best in subsequent performances. And, of course, one of the things that often people use and that I get questions asked about is ice baths. Are ice baths good for you? Well, it's a loaded question. And as with anything in the fitness training and science world, the answer is always it depends. It depends on what your specific goals are. Ice baths can be good for some things, but they can also be detrimental to other things as we're finding. For example, we know that if you take an ice bath after an intense training session, you're going to have less what we call delayed onset muscle soreness. So that muscle soreness that you get from training, 
ice baths can help you with that. Um, ice baths can also help you with uh, recovery in terms of performing better the next day. And it can also help you with inflammation. So if you're prone to getting inflamed joints or, or yeah, mostly your joints getting inflamed after a hard training session, ice baths can help you. However, we also know that ice baths can be detrimental to many other things such as muscle development and muscle growth. Those are things that actually ice baths will hinder a little bit, believe it or not. Um, and oftentimes we want these obviously muscular developments. We want growth. We want to be stronger. We think maybe ice baths can help us because we get less uh, muscle soreness, but the muscle soreness, we have to remember anything we do in training is just a stimulus and it's going to give us some kind of response in our body. And, you know, that response is, is natural and, and often needed. So sometimes inflammation, sometimes that delayed onset muscle soreness is needed in order to improve, in order to see gains, in order to get stronger and all that kind of stuff for your body really to adapt. So sometimes it's just best to let the that run its course. So when it comes to the question of should you ice bath, again, it all comes down to what your specific goal is or what you're trying to do with the ice bath. If you're trying to be less sore and maybe, uh, maybe be able to perform a little bit better in some aspects, then maybe ice baths are for you. But if you want to get that muscle growth, muscle development, uh, and if you really want to get stronger, ice baths might not actually be be the best uh, scenario. But again, this is a field, not a field, but this is a topic that's expanding. We're learning more. We're figuring out more. And we're figuring out also that, you know, it, it really depends, just like everything, it depends on what you want out of your training and what you want as your goal. So that's something that you guys need to keep in mind when uh, thinking about ice baths and if you should do it and and all that kind of stuff. So there we go. Our lights keep going off on here because we're, again, if you're just tuning in, obviously it's just me right now, Richard Mosdell. He's not in a meeting, but he is teaching karate and I'm here running the ship on the 100th episode of the Karate 360 podcast. We appreciate you guys making it this far. Uh, we were thinking about doing some kind of celebration or some kind of grand thing for our 100th episode but uh to be honest we just didn't really plan it out and we didn't really get there it's 100 episodes is is, is something that we're proud of for sure hitting the 100th episode mark but really it's it's just a number for us as well because you know when we first started this podcast we we did several episodes before we even really put them out there so there's probably about 10 to 15 episodes on top of this one that we've done maybe even more so while yes this is technically you know episode 100 for the karate 360 podcast uh it feels like we've done so much more and that we have so much more to give so we're not get, making a big deal out of it we're not uh celebrating too much but maybe next week we'll bring we'll bring something one thing that i am excited that we've introduced if you haven't been following along in our podcast is this karate quiz i don't know if you guys have have seen this yet but in you know for karate for me there's nobody that knows more about karate than Richard. He he really, and I, I'm not just pumping his tires because he's my co-host and, uh, you know, because I work for him and, and work through the club, but he really does know pretty much everything there is to know about karate. If I have any questions about karate, and I've been doing this for 20, 25 years, 
I know I can go to Richard and he's going to give me the answer. So that's what stemmed from uh, the karate quiz, which is a new segment we're bringing every week. Well, we're myself and, and you guys helping out as well are going to bring together a question that we think Richard Mosdell might not know or, 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 you know, ask him a question to see what his knowledge is. And again, it's going to help you guys as well because there's a lot of questions out there, whether it's on the past history events or, or metal counts or whatever. And I think we can, we can stump Richard Mosdell. I'm sure we will. But so far, we have not been able to. He's been able to answer questions based off of the uh, overall medal counts from the WKF. He nailed that one. Where the where the WKF events, world championships have been held, he nailed that one. So he's pretty much getting all the ones we throw at him. But this is a new segment that we've introduced and that we're going to continue to do. So with that in mind, if you guys have any ideas of questions we can ask Richard or, or any topics that I can kind of look into because I'm the one finding these questions and I'm going to ask Richard and he's going to be the one that answers them. So anything that you guys can think of that you might want answered, send us a message on Facebook, send us an email spelling out karate360 uh, at gmail.com. Again, spell it out, karate360, all one word, at gmail.com. Send us your, your questions, and uh, we'll stump Richard Mosdell. I believe we will. But the whole idea is that we're all learning in the process as well because there's so much to learn about this wonderful sport of ours. So there we go. Uh, that's just one thing I wanted to say on that. All right. We're going to pretty much, I think, wrap up this episode as we get going here. It's uh, a little bit different riding solo. For the last 10 minutes, oh, Richard was going to maybe try and come back in, but we didn't quite get him. That's all right. Upcoming events in the WKF. We already talked about uh, Series A Shanghai happening right now, December 7th to 9th. Also coming up, the last really K1 event for the youth is uh, December 14th to 16th. That's the Youth League in Italy. And then coming into January, January 25th to 27th is the next Premier League and that's in France. So we're going to keep an eye on 2019. Uh, speaking of which, this year, coming to an end a little bit if i look at the calendar we will have two two more episodes of the karate 360 podcast this year and then we'll be taking a break on the last week of the year before we're back into january so two more left in 2018 and and 2019 is going to be a big big year for for karate i really feel like since the olympic announcement every single year karate has been getting more premier events, has been getting more eyeballs, more attention, more media, uh, more big things happening. And I really, really feel like 2019, the year before the Olympic Championships, is going to be the biggest karate year yet. So let's keep an eye on that, and we'll discuss it and break it all down here on the Karate 360 podcast. We do appreciate you guys tuning in every week. Again, these episodes usually come out Monday or Tuesday at the latest, but usually Monday uh, we get these babies out. You can find us at karate360podcast.com. Com, Karate360 on Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter, Karate360. We're on all the social media. Go find us on there. Uh, SoundCloud, all that kind of stuff for your podcast needs. Go check those out. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find us. And that pretty much wraps it up for this episode of the Karate360 podcast. We appreciate you guys listening and tuning in every week. Let us know if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or if you have something that you want us to bring up on the show. All right, guys. I'm Kalen Angloss. Richard Mosdell is out there teaching karate as he should be. And we're the Karate 360 Podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week. San Roku Maru. For those of you that don't know, that's 360. 360. San Roku Maru. Karate 360. We're signing off. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>